Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, awaken the consciousness. It's Sunny Benny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's going to be yeah. a beautiful rest of the week and start of our holiday weekend for every, uh, well, for all of us, I should say. And also be safe out there. It's going to be a, a great fourth and we want everyone to, you know, make it to the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty gruesome, wasn't it? <laughs> you know what? That is, I Whoops. think that's your million dollar t-shirt. If we only can make it to the fifth. <laughs> The only reason why I said it, because uh, I guess when I was younger, my dad had a little mishap with some fireworks and stuff like that. But he's okay. He turned out fine. It just he kind of got a little bit of a burn. So um, yeah, that's yeah. I guess what I was referring to. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, no. I love it. All right, I, I love it. Yeah, and and just to FYI, everybody listening, remember that fireworks are tough on the pets. Yes, and so, we will probably you know. get into that today, huh? Yeah, we might. Mm-hmm. We might bring it up because yeah. we have a reason to do it. Yep. always right. Yeah, yeah. We have a wonderful guest. I'll bring her on in a minute. But um, yeah, are you doing anything special for the fourth? Or are you are you just uh, the boys around? will be with their mom this year? So uh, the girlfriend and I we're gonna figure something out. Um, we're since it's middle of the week. We already just kind of take it easy anyways. Uh, we're in the south end now, so uh, we have to kind of travel a little bit further away to find something. Um, yeah. So we're still in discussion. That might be the the weekend yeah. convo over the table. Good. It's yeah. Good weekend for uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And because it's going to be hot, it's going to be hot, everybody. Water. Make sure water. Hydrated. Water for you. Water for everybody. Water for the birds. Water for the bees. That's how that goes. I love that. Water for the bees. <laughs> Water for the bees. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis located right here in the greater Seattle area for almost 30 years. And I do have a Reiki 2 class coming up on Saturday, July 8th. And my monthly class for women, Temple of the Divine Feminine, is Saturday, July 22nd. We always do really wonderful things there. And you can uh, join my um, Divine Feminine class either in person or via zoom you can find out more about me at reikioasis.com schedule everything at schedule.reikioasis.com and yes my schedule is that full so just recognize it oh ha don't forget this if egypt is calling you i do take sacred trips i take people uh, to different places in november this year we're going to egypt i have room for a couple of more people and if you're interested in egypt if she is calling send me an email at reikioasis at gmail.com. Sorry, and I'll send you the information. So welcome to the last few days of June. We have moved into the season of the astrological cancer watery, and we're currently in the last degree of the north node into our south node Scorpio. Now the nodes are very important in astrology, the lunar nodes. The south node is where we're coming from, and it's about like, you know, the past, our baggage, our birth chart, you know, what we we come in there. We don't really need to focus on that south node other than lots of people try to live their life in an old way. And what you need to do is is face face the north. The north node is our higher purpose and what we should be focusing on. And sometimes it holds our challenges, right? Our our wisdom, our, uh, it's a long discussion. We've had the North Node in Taurus 
since January of last year, and it's brought issues around finances, our foundations, our health, and so forth. And this week, the North Node goes into one degree of Taurus, and then it will move into zero degrees. There's 29 degrees in each sign. And then July 15th, get ready because the nodes are going to move, and we're going to enter 29 degrees North Node Aries, South Node Libra, and that is going to change the energy. It's going to turn from Earth into fire. And uh, so just kind of hang on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> my joke is hang on to your tinfoil hat, oh, Betty. Boy. Anything could happen. <laughs> You said fire. I just had a Beavis and Butthead, you know, <laughs> Rec like where he's like, fire, 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 yeah, fire, 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 yeah, fire, see, fire. that's, right. I, that's well, where I went. Could, you know, fire can be good. It can be inspirational and passionate, but it can also be ready to fight. There we go. Oh, All right. Know, so, let's go. Yeah, right. You know? 50-50. <laughs> Maybe we need a good fight. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're lovers, not fighters. Lovers, not fighters. Lovers, not fighters, yeah. So, um. Many of us are going to feel this huge energy shift, and and it's going to possibly the biggest one um, when that North Node moves on July fifteenth, and some of you are already feeling it. I always get this intuitive, anticipatory, like something's coming, something's coming, and I'm like, well, it is, but that doesn't mean it's bad, right? So for this week, we're in the final phases of North Node Taurus, South Node Scorpio. And when, with the sun triune Saturn, we have what's called a grand water triune, and this is emotional. It's watery. It's intuitive. So it's a good week for intuition. But we also have this other thing. Uh, <clears throat> we have Mars square Uranus and Mars, in, well, Mars in Leo transit conjunct Venus is bringing up stagnant emotions we've been holding on to and not expressing. And it's kind of volatile, like a pressure cooker. So Mars is very expressive and action-oriented, bold and passionate when it is in Leo. And he is square Uranus, the planet of surprises, where things coming out of left field. And so that might be why we've been having some kind of explosive things going on. So remember that when we've got this kind of energy, it's edgy. We're all a little bit cranky. And um mental health issues might come to the surface and i and you know remember the four agreements by miguel ruiz right and 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 the second one says don't take anything personally and i just breathe into it you'll be okay it'll pass right on june 30th neptune goes retrograde and we enter into um retrograde city <laughs> <laughs> oh boy we love retrogrades they just make us look back at things so we'll have saturn uh pluto and neptune outer planets will be retrograde over the summer and these slow moving planets are just well it's there for our evolution hopefully if we do revolution it's in a good way neptune is in the home sign of pisces in 27 degrees the final degrees of pisces and neptune rules illusions lies loss, addictions, and delusions. And over this retrograde period, while Mars is square Uranus, this can be our own personal illusions coming to the for forefront as those around us. So be open and honest because Neptune and Saturn in Pisces gives power to illusions and brings out more of the reflective shadow side and things that we need to be aware of. 
Are there any illusions that we're feeling or perceiving? Are we falling into fantasy, you know, fantastical thinking? Or are we really, really working on grounding that dream and that that desire in our heart? So Mars, square Uranus, and Neptune retrograde, I'll put it in clear English, is pulling the curtain back to reveal that it's a magician's trick. And, you know, this is just going to affect people in different ways, depending on where they're at, you know, um, how stuck in the illusion are you? You know, it can be pretty traumatic if if all of a sudden your reality just drops away and you're standing there going, what? Right. We've we've had those experiences. So just kind of kind of hang in there. Right. Reach out to people. Reach out for help. On July 2nd, Venus in Leo Square, Uranus in Tar Taurus will give you insight into what Venus retrograde is going on later in the month. And this is about the heart. It's about the heart. On July 3rd, Monday, just before the July 4th celebrations, we have a Capricorn full moon. And this is Capricorn. It's going to give us motivation, determination, and a drive to meet any challenges we're currently facing. There could be some heavy energy around this full moon, but maybe we need that groundedness, right? It's not always bad to be grounded. In fact, we have to be in our bodies if we're going to make it through this whole thing, right? So if you're facing hard challenges or struggles in your life, the full moon is going to light a path and you just have to show up. And then on July 4th, we actually have a wonderful alignment called the Sirius Gateway. And this is where our sun aligns with Sirius, our spiritual sun, and activates a gateway of high frequency energy. And it will bring in those high vibrations. It's a really great time to connect with your intuition and <laughs> your pets. Yeah, yeah, I said it. So much like humans and animals, mental distress can manifest as anxiety, fear, or destructive behavior, depending on the severity of the condition. Diagnosing a mental illness can be difficult. After all, your, pet, your pets can't tell you how they're feeling, or can they? My guest today, Joan Runkhead, is an accomplished animal communicator, a TEDx speaker, an educator, an animal guardian. I love that. Founder of Communication with All Life University and the author of Emotional Freedom Technique for Animals and Their Humans, Creating a Harmonious Relationship Through Tapping. Joan's book is a practical guide on how to use this energy energetic body work method on animals <laughs> probably as well as their humans joan welcome to the show thank you thank you for having me and i loved hearing all of that um, yeah that was great <clears throat> lots of stuff going on and uh yeah i just want to show those that are are watching on youtube this is her beautiful book Emotional Freedom Technique for Animals and Their Humans. Um, this is a great book. I love this book. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out where to start. I have 85 questions for you today. Okay, good. I'm ready. I have my coffee. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I've been noticing this this for a while that more and more I see these YouTubes where people are having interactions with animals animals are having interactions with animals and for me it's like finally a raising of consciousness or awareness of our animals and their value 
is what I want to say. So I don't know if you want to comment on that, but could you back up a little bit and give the listing audience your little bit of your history and how did you get into animal communication? And I do want to comment on that. I'm, I love that there is this evolution toward um, valuing animals, as you said, and and that they're our family. And and we we're gonna have to get it a little deeper that our that wildlife is also our family because if it goes away, we go away. And so, um, like you take people to Egypt, I take people to wildlife. So, um, and I have room on Zimbabwe trip. But yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I love that. So yeah, when's your Zimbabwe trip? And if people are interested, how do they find out? Let's just say it right now. Um, it's, yeah. no, it's, we'll be crossing the skies. Um, it's in, <laughs> I'll wave. <laughs> yeah, too. Um, it's in November. So yeah. Yeah. And, and they can go to my website. Uh, com, and then yeah or actually assist at com if they want to um, reach out and someone will get back to you. But, I, uh, I, I have a question for you Joan. Um, in your trips you know because you're going out and seeing wildlife you know cheetahs and, and mm -hmm. um, tigers and things like that. Um, you can communicate with them? Yeah, so <clears throat> um, definitely we can communicate with them, but more than anything, we love to commune with them. So yeah. we're just in their space. And um, recently I just got back from India and we were with tigers for like hours, just hanging out with them. And they really are just big cats at the end of the day. They'll, they'll get up and you're like, oh my God, we're going to do something now. And they move about 10 steps and then they plop right where they were, you know, 10 feet away from where they were. And they'll do that all day. Like, oh, they're going this way. Nope, they're going to just plop over. <laughs> um, so it's really just kind of being in that mindset with them of, you know, like just like what a little boy this one guy was just just all boy and he just really had to check out the leaf and dig a little but really just lay around so um it was that was pretty fun did you always love animals i've always loved animals i think i said horse before i said mom um <laughs> and i grew up uh in the Seattle area I grew up with horses um I, I lived in Newport Hills so just right by where the radio show is and what is now Newcastle used to be woods and so that's where I, I you know I look at people's houses now and I think wow I galloped through your living room um but anyway yeah. so that was really my start was um being very connected to horses and loving them and wanting to um yeah just wanting to commune and communicate with them so later in life um well it wasn't it was my 20s um i ended up with a horse who became my 
I, I was living in Los Angeles and she really was very much my, um, I always say she was one of my best teachers because she is, uh, she was very much, well, at the time I was, my sister had died and <clears throat> I was studying mindfulness and, you know, working through grief counseling. And this horse would really be the ultimate reminder of my mind isn't, present right like I'm thinking about something else and she might buck or you know do something that would bring me right back to focus so I loved that and I had used an animal communicator and I thought oh my god that is the coolest thing on the planet is this animal communication so I had used the animal communicator a few times and at some point and I had a series of tragedies with the horses um, and I lost that horse and a horse that I have now who is 36. So that tells you how long ago I think we've been in business about the same amount of time. Yeah. Uh, I, so she ended up having all kinds of problems and I went to look for the animal communicator's phone number and I couldn't find it. But the very next day I found out about a class. And so I went to the class and it was really fun. And I was kind of good at it. So I just kept taking these classes. And the next thing you know, I end up accidentally doing this for a living because I really, I was, I have a degree in theater. I'd gone to Oxford and studied Shakespeare. I'd gone to Circle and Square. I mean, I was really invested in this whole acting and writing thing, but that just, it, it went out the window because this took over my life. And, um, you know, so growing up in Seattle and telling people up there that I, um, you know, that I was doing this, all my horse friends from my childhood became some of my first clients. And I'm regularly up there in barns and talking to animals. So it's very fun. I love this so much. Um, it is one of the things that I think fascinates people and uh, often, you know, I, I, I am not a animal communicator like you are, but yes, yes. Right. I think we all can at some level. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the idea that people will go, well, what, what is wrong, you know, with my dog or what's wrong with my cat or, you know, what, why are, why are they acting like this? Why are they doing that? Or, um, because there's so many questions, especially like when it gets to end of life things, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, I always say, you know, get the communicator over when they're young and create the bucket list. So you're just always living your best life all the time. And you're not, then when it's time to say goodbye, you don't have any regrets, you know? Um, we're we're jumping around a little bit, but I'm just kind of taking things as they're coming up because these are all questions, you know, that I know listeners are, are, are wondering about when you um, communicate with animals, right? When you communicate, what is the, what are some of the key things that you could tell people and how do you know you're actually communicating with them? Um, I mean, <clears throat> the kind of the first the way that I like to start is getting a sense of the animal's essence and favorite things. So <clears throat> um, 
the essence is really who they are, how they're walking through life this lifetime. And when I think about, um, you know, that really helps somebody understand or remember who their animal is. So um, what, about five years ago, this um, an old client of mine had called and it, she was in an emergency. Her horse, she didn't, the horse was in the hospital actually there at Pilchuck up in Snohomish. Mm-hmm. And um, she thought for sure that her horse was ready to die because um, nobody knew. It was like, it ended up being that the horse was septic and that she, she saved the horse. But here's kind of a key as to how it happened. I was too busy, and but I had an advanced animal communication class that day. So I had, you know, we, the group, the class talked to the horse and every single person got, oh, Gift is a fighter. Gift loves, you know, loves to teach. Um, So all the things that are her essence, all the things that make up who she is and how she walks through the planet. And what ended up happening was Lauren, her person, um, really took a deep breath and thought, oh my God, I'm looking at this horse with this condition and forgetting who she is. And who she is, is going to make it through this condition. And so we end, she ended up, I mean, she's still alive now. So these are the sorts of things that like when an animal is sick, it's like <clears throat> the essence connects us back up with who they are and gives us <clears throat> a little fighting power. Um, the essence also, you know, helps I'll, I'll share another little story. There was, um, I was teaching, I teach at a college at my old college, Stevens college in Columbia, Missouri. And, um, there, the students are allowed, it's a pet friendly dorm there. And they're allowed to foster, they can bring their pets or they can foster animals at a local rescue. So this one girl brings this dog in, in her coat. And we're going to all talk to all the rescue animals as a, you know, as a class. And she brings in this dog and said, oh, you know, this dog was part of this hoarding situation. And she was all matted and we saved her and. You know, it was really a, a sad story. And she put the dog in the center. And so we started to do the meditation and got quiet and we got to the essence and everybody's still quiet. And finally, I go around and I ask people what they got about the dog. Well, not one person said shy, terrified. Everybody got a sense that this dog was a diva and that... Um, she wasn't this shy, pathetic thing that should be hidden in somebody's armpit in the coat. She was absolutely looking around for her close-up, you know? And uh, the whole place, I mean, this dog blossomed before our very eyes. So that essence was in there, but nobody was seeing it. And once we all saw it, we saw who she truly was, and it just made all the difference in the world. So... You know, that's, so that's, that's, I like to start with who is this animal before me and then get into um, maybe why they're fighting or where in the body it hurts. Um, 
why the dog is reactive on the leash, why the cat is, you know, peeing out of the box, why the horse doesn't want to jump. I mean, just the list goes on. So um, that's that's how we start. Um, I love that. It's somewhere in your book, you know, we'll we'll get into the EFT after after the break, but somewhere in the book you talk about um, like, for instance, good cat versus bad cat. And this idea that, like what you said, we, we're not really tapping into who they are, what their view is from their perspective, because they're not really thinking I'm being, I'm being a good girl or I'm being a bad boy, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're just being them. They're just being them. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great image of, in my mind of, of this, uh, this sweet dog going, where's my crown? Now I'm good, right? You know, like, exactly. hello, like selfies, <laughs> selfies. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, so this, yeah, I'm just sitting with this. Animals, you, I, I'm gonna just say this. I've got this quote here somewhere. You, you um, state somewhere, let's find out where I've got this that you believe that um, you say in your introduction, you truly believe to your core that animal connection, communion and communication are part of creating global peace. Can you comment on that? Yeah, if, if we started really listening to them, we might have to start listening to each other, you know, and then, if we're really listening, once somebody really feels heard, then peace and healing begin. And so if we were just all listening to each other, we'd have to transform. Well, it's kind of like in your illustrative story where once the animal feels like they're seen or heard or, or who they are. Yeah their behavior changes. So we are the same yes. in that fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also sitting here thinking about, you know, cause you were talking about wildlife and I really, um, I love animals and I love this idea that globally, you know, they are part of this planet and for us to figure out how we can all be together yeah. Is, is a very different thing. I, I was listening to someone the other day and they were uh, talking about, and maybe it was even uh, something you put out there, um, about how we used to bring animals in. Like if it was cold, we would all get in together and share our heat and our space to stay warm. And and we very much, I mean, you know, there are limits. I, I can't have an elephant in my living room hmm. <laughs> physically. Hmm. <laughs> Or maybe I could, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this idea of bringing them in. Yeah. How many pets do you have? How many animals do you have? Because I don't even know if pet is the right word. Um, I have three horses, three dogs, and now I'm down to three cats. I've got, I lost a cat in March. But I have, I just, bunnies are hopping by as we speak. And I live with um, ravens have a nest here on the property. And then uh, there, I just saw a hawk um, 
getting chased. It's I, I know it's the baby. I listened to the mom and dad teaching the baby um, how to hunt. And so some birds were chasing the baby off like it probably got into their nest. But yeah, there's all kinds of drama in the skies right now. So it's uh, heaven. Yeah, I've got a lot of birds coming in and out of my deck here. So um, mm. yeah, they're here. So uh, we're going to take a little station break. This is Loretta Brown. My guest today, Joan Ranquette, Emotional Freedom Technique for Animals and Their Humans. When we get back, we're going to get into EFT for animals. We'll be right back. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. <laughs> That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast, another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. I love that song, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Betty. Yeah, it's well, the right era. Well, we're good, though, yeah. but I mean, horses in our world have names, but that song didn't, so, you know. I know, the horse with no name. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I have, I put out a meme every so often, and it's like the horse, this guy is like with a guitar, and the horse is just looking straight ahead, and he's like, it's Frank. My name is Frank, <laughs> and you know what? Doesn't anybody get that? <laughs> That's so good. I like that. <laughs> I love that. I love that so, so much. Yeah, which uh, I'll ask this question in a minute, but I, I want to let people know. Yes, this is uh, the original Loretta Brown Show. My guest today, Joan Ranquette, Emotional Freedom Technique for Animals. Just a reminder that these shows are archived at the KKNW 1150 AM archives. You can download them for free. We're on iTunes, Podcast One, Megaphone. Uh, uh, Spotify, Twitter, all over the place. Um, so, um, do animals ever tell you that they were given the wrong name, Joan? Um, you know, they, <laughs> their name definitely can be revealed through their actions. So, yes. Yes. And okay. I, I feel like all my animals have, like, I, you know, it's like divine wisdom or something. Like, the name drops in. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My uh, daughter's in the process of, of she's fostering a, a dog right now, thinking about bringing it home. And 
she, we were talking about its name the other day. So that's, I was thinking, hmm, yeah, it's, it's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Deal. Gotta name your baby. That's how that works. So uh, let's get into it a little bit. What are, and I, I talk about the emotional freedom technique. What is it? Wh why, th why that? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So EFT or emotional freedom technique is um, a technique. I call it energetic body work. It works like energy work, but it's also a body work because it you're tapping on the acupressure points. And these specific points have, uh, and I have lots of charts in the book, yes. uh, are, are calming points. So when you're telling a tough story, a challenging story, and you're feeling those feelings. Yeah, there they are. Yeah. Nice uh, charts. Mm -hmm. The um it's actually a Seattle, that's my horse, Anya. Um is it? Ah. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Okay. So, um when when you're bringing up these challenging emotions, then you're tapping on what are called feel-good points. And those feel-good points are um, help the help to calm the nervous system and to bring the triggers down. So you won't forget the story, but it won't hold the charge that it once did. Um, and so each of the points have an ability to calm the nervous system, calm the different organs down and bring peace to the body. And any behavioral shift or transformation with a disease or illness um, relies upon a level of relaxation in the body to get out of that fight or flight. And so often animals are on a lot um, and then they've had a, a tough experience. And so they don't, their body doesn't relax. And so this is a way of relaxing the system and helping the animal as it, as it calms down, as any of us calm down, we can make better decisions. You know, I've done EFT, you know, I do some EFT, I do a lot of things, but um, the tapping is my understanding there at the ends of, of certain I would say meridian points are they're kind of related to acupressure points possibly yeah yeah at the each acupressure point is connected to a meridian and that meridian is connected to the organ system and in traditional chinese medicine it is believed that each of the organs hold an emotion so you're you're also breaking down the emotion what are some of the um uh, emotions <laughs> i don't know if we want to call them mental health issues that animals deal with um grief anxiety depression um you know those those right off the bat i mean they can also have joy they can have a sense of fun adventure they can be impish but um most and and some of the things that we think of as a behavioral challenge are often just you know them being them and doing something impish uh but definitely grief anxiety depression um panic yeah 
fear, rage. Well, I, I'm thinking to myself, um, you know, those people that have animals understand it, at least at some level. Um, and I think that people that have animals love animals, I hope, right? That's always my right. hope. I, we can talk about that other side. But, um, you know, to know that they're affected by so many things, just like we are, you know. Yeah. They, new they come mm -hmm. with their own stuff. And then they're impacted greatly by our stuff. So, you know, we, we get to learn how to be a better emotional leader for them so that we, you know, navigate our own lives a little better, a little less stressful. And then, then we have a, you know, the outcome in our household is that they have peace and joy and harmony and can live their best life. Well, you know, anytime we have a change in the home, you know, because I'm, I'm talking about home environment or about how everything affects everything. But, you know, let, I, I've got some of my clients who they're getting ready for their kids are graduating. And so they're going to be going away to college, right? Or they're going to be taking trips. And, and the family pet is the, the dog is like, you know, what am I going to do without you? And we, we, many of us have experienced when you're gone on a long trip or even when you're gone during the day and you go to work and come home, you know, there's a certain amount of anxiety that the animal is going through. Um, you know, that can be something. And then I've also noticed that through uh, COVID, you know, a lot of the animals, um, I, I mean, sometimes, maybe always, you can answer this better than I can. There's such an emotional bond. There's such a bond between us and our animals and they're suffering from uh, the, the, I don't know if they're going to come up with an ICD code for it, you know, post-pandemic stress syndrome, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing with a trip that I love to remind people is what happens for them is, you know, they are tracking our pictures, words, and feelings. And when they see us getting on the computer and looking at flights and looking at, you know, rental cars, and I'm gonna go from this destination to this destination, and they're not in the picture suddenly, it's like, hey, what about me? What about me? And so I like to remind people, like, I always get a pet sitter that might be more fun than me. And so I'm always like, well, while I'm in India, you get to be with so-and-so. And so if we just include them in the picture or let them know what their picture is going to be, then there isn't as much anxiety. Um, but when we're all just focused on this thing and they aren't part of it, that's when they get, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Talk a little bit more about this EFT because I'm, I'm actually fascinated um, using it on animals, I think it makes such sense. Um, it, so, you know, I know in EFT that we have a script, right? Yeah. You know, when you when you do it on yourself, right? So how does this work with animals? You know, and so, are, are you, you're tapping right on the animal? We're tapping right on the animal. And okay. the thing, so 
The best way to make a script is, of course, to be an animal communicator and find out directly from the animal what's going on. But the second best way is to just imagine how you would feel. And it's it's really funny because um, I've got a lot of investigation, investigative little um, questions in the in the book. So what would happen? My my cat Henry is singing to his people. Um, anyway, <laughs> singing the song of his cat people. Um, so anyway, um, so let's say, for example, that there's a story in the book where my student wanted to say, you know, I'm a naughty cat. And it's like, no, he is just doing this thing. He was beating up on the older cat because he knows he gets to go outside. And so if we want to change that behavior, you know, so we, we tap, how does he feel about this? Well, he knows that he does this thing and they're going to put him outside. So he loves doing that thing. He doesn't think he's a bad cat. Right. So this is fun. This is how I get to go outside. So then the person has the realization, oh, why don't I just put him outside and then he won't beat up on the other cats. Right. So the minute we start looking at it from their perspective, mm -hmm. then we then we start to change. We go, oh, I don't I don't we could skip that step of him beating up the other cat. I mean, uh, another example is like dogs barking. It's so fun to bark. They really aren't doing it to annoy us. You know, we may have feelings about it, but if we're looking at it from their perspective, then we can start to change not only how we feel about it, but, um, you know, maybe we go look and see what is it that they're barking at. Okay, I see the car. You know, we when they're just trying to alert us. So when we acknowledge the alerting, um, the barking is less. I mean, it's just all of these things, but it, it really comes down to the dynamic that's created between our feelings around these things. So if they're barking and we're not paying attention they're going to bark louder they're going to make it bigger they're going to let us know even more there's a car and we're sitting there going oh my god shut up so you know we when we start to look at it from their perspective which is the first step of creating the script we're already starting but you know the molecules are, of change are flickering and and now we're thinking Oh, I could just acknowledge the car. When um, when you do that, then are you saying that the barking lessens? Usually, the barking lessens <laughs> immediately. I mean, now not everybody's going to do what I did, but I definitely spent a day barking with my dog. <laughs> I was on a deadline for my second book, um, Energy Healing for Animals. And my dogs were just barking at what I thought was nothing. So, and this is when I lived in Carnation. So I sat at the window and watched everything. And they just thought I, it was the greatest day ever, right? Like 
she's barking at the window with us. And, um, and as a result, I know now when, like, to just, if I look for two seconds and go, wow, thank you, it's done. I love that so much. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> it's <actually> growling. <laughs> yeah. It, it could be useful. It could be very useful. Um, so when when you're doing this tapping, um, are you saying this out loud for the animal as you're doing it? Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the other day, um, I tapped on a dog that um, she had, her person had just died, died in October. And the dog had been... So the person had gotten cancer, had been sick for a year, and now lives with three other dogs and um, three cats and the daughter-in-law, you know, the son and daughter-in-law, plus the grandkids of the woman that died. And this dog had been like a diva of Beverly Hills, right? And now she lives out kind of where I live, outside of Los Angeles. I mean, never did this dog imagine she'd be part of a pack. She had outfits, you know what I mean? She was <laughs> in match leash sets. So we tapped on the grief, the loss, the loss of who she was, the loss of her person, and then the acceptance of, but at least I'm loved, I'm getting good food. I'm, and that dog has had such a transformation just in a day. Um, now she's starting the, the, my friend that has the dog had always picked the dog up and taken the dog out to go potty. That dog ran out with her pack the other day, just ran out to go potty. Like I'm part of this pack. Never, ever, ever. She was so shut down that, you know, it, it seemed like she was going to, you know, just find a way to die and go be with her her original person, but now she's really enjoying life. And, you know, granted there was, there, it was time, time was part of, you know, the grieving process, but also just acknowledging, like we said in the beginning of the show, you know, acknowledging who she was. She had been a real diva and uh, had been, you know, kind of the belle of Beverly Hills. Everybody knew her on the street and now nobody sees her. Except for these, you know, the, she loves these kids, but it's, you know, she, it's just coming into acceptance of this new life. Wow. That is fantastic. And uh, I'm thinking how very useful this is, like 85,000 examples of this. You know, many people have these behavior issues with their pets and they just don't know what's going on at all right and like you say our tendency is to go oh my goodness would you just stop it right what is going yes. on with you yeah so this um animal communication the ability to do that and uh, i just want to point out to the listeners that that they just should get your book emotional freedom technique for animals um, read through it. You've got great illustrations. You really talk about it in, in depth. And you also give classes on it. I do. As well as animal communication. Yeah. I do. I have um, 
I have a school for people to learn animal communication or energy healing or become an animal communicator or an energy healer. And then I have, if you're already doing those things, I have classes that um, might fill in some blanks for people, right? Like animal medical intuition, or we just did a big weekend of that and it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, by the way, listeners, um, I highly recommend you do this. <laughs> highly recommend as an entrepreneur, a woman-owned business, do it. Seattle has more dogs than children, I think. Yeah. For dog city. Yeah. And yeah. horses too. Lots and lots of horses. I have other clients that are doing Reiki on horses and other sorts of uh, animal massage and things like that. And our animals really need us to get on board with all this and, and kind of get it figured out. Um, can you do, uh, can you do remote tapping or um, what I call surrogate tapping where you're tapping for for them? Yeah. Um, so you can, let's say you have a, a, a dog that doesn't want you to touch it. You can tap into the air. You can tap on another dog as a surrogate. You can tap on yourself as a surrogate. You could get a stuffed animal as a surrogate. The main thing is the intention that you're hitting these points. And intention is the underlying sense of all healing. It's the beginning of healing. Uh, can you make a couple of comments about end of life? And is there tapping for end of life? Absolutely. So okay. um, end of life becomes... Um, <clears throat> I just went through it with my cat and she was very, um, she loved being here. And so it was, it was hard as she got sicker and sicker. Uh, but she became just so, um, just really down to her essence and feisty when I went to pill her, <laughs> I still have scars, but, um, I was always oh, like, I yeah. need a, I need a falconer glove, but um, to get the pill in her. But she, uh, you know, it's what what I say about the end of life is we go as they go into a state of grace, which is that state between this world and the other world. Um, it, you know, they kind of float between and. It's a really beautiful, beautiful time to be connected and and for us to kind of power down and just be in that space with them. And so it but there can be a lot of sadness. There can be sadness, obviously, for the animal to leave us. There can be sadness for us to no longer like I still look at the fourth, you know, uh, food bowl every morning. I'm not ready to put that bowl away. Um, and, um, so there's, you know, there's sadness and there's sadness between animals. Um, I, one of my cats, the one that was singing his cat song just a moment ago, he was very connected. That was his mother. And then, um, uh, he's kind of moved a bit through his grief right now. Um, but then the other cat, Queen Latifah, she's sad. She slept with her mom every day. So, um, you know, it's, there's, <clears throat> we all move through different periods of grief. Um, 
around losing around losing her. So um, <clears throat> tapping is very powerful for grief. Yeah, thank you for all that. I, I'm thinking um, how, how important this is, how powerful. But I mean, there's so many questions people have. Um, <laughs> you know, are they in pain? Are they comfortable? Is it time for them to go? Um, right, you know, all of these things have like communicate, yeah, yeah, all those things, yeah. And so, yeah, really, yeah, no, it's just so important to know that. And, and a lot of times, when they're in that state of grace, they've kind of moved past pain, yeah, you know, and that that's that beautiful space, yeah. So, we're down to like the last minute, Joan, it's incredibly ridiculous. Emotional technique, <laughs> emotional freedom technique for animals and their humans. Um, where can people find you? What is the last thing you'd like to say to people? What do you really want them to? Um, just know that we are all animal communicators, and you know, just it. It's a great practice in general to take a breath and get quiet, and you know, they. I'm looking at one of my dogs right now. They they want to communicate with us. And where do they find you, your classes? Oh, um, at my website, joanranquette.com. So I've got all sorts of virtual things and in-person things, so. <clears throat> uh, five seconds or less, 4th of July is coming up. Advice to people. I have a, a tapping video on YouTube, YouTube dot com slash Joan Ranquette and there's yeah you can tap and get your animals start tapping now before the fireworks start although Seattle's like a war zone everybody's yeah thank you so much Joan Ranquette and emotional freedom technique for animals everybody please go and listen to Joan's tapping technique for your animals have a wonderful wonderful week lots and lots of love Benny you're the best thank you so much